You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Welcome to this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. And those of you who regularly listen to the show will know, uh, we'd like to start off with a shout out to our new listeners. And so this week we have new listeners in London, Cardiff, Portsmouth, Newcastle upon Tyne, Manchester, Birmingham, Swansea, Reading, Coventry, Guildford, Derby and Southampton. So right across the UK. We also have new listeners this week in Tilburg in the Netherlands and in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, in Brussels in Belgium, in Vienna in Austria and then across the far side of the pond in the USA we have new visitors this week in uh, Arizona, California, Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia and Washington State. So welcome to all our new listeners. If you're uh, viewing this or if you picked up this episode via our link in LinkedIn, and in this week's LinkedIn post, you'll see a map showing where we currently have users in the USA. And we've now got listeners in uh, 30 states of the USA. But, but we'd love to get into the other 20. Um, and so if you know of someone in uh, one of the states, which is uh, shown in grey on the map, is they not currently have any listeners. Um, please, can you encourage them to listen to the GDPR Weekly Show? Send them a link. Send them the URL, which we've also posted on LinkedIn. And encourage them to listen to the show. And we'd love to get listeners in every state of the US. That would be fantastic. So if you can help us in that quest, then please do so. Uh, as always, if you have any comments on the show, or things you'd like to see in future editions, or things that ideas you have for perhaps articles we could run or people we could interview then we're always welcome to those suggestions so please send them to podcasts at insurety.co.uk that's e-n-s-u-r-e-t-y dot co.uk or send them via the link that's on the podcasts uh, page of our website at www.insurety.co.uk Either way, we look forward to hearing from you. We uh, unfortunately don't have time to reply to every single email and message that we get, but we do read every single one and uh, and talk about as many of your ideas as we possibly can. So, in a few moments, we'll be telling you what's coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. Check us out on Facebook. So, coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show, we have a look at data breaches so far in 2019 and then we look in more detail at some of these data breaches we look at the coin mama data breach which is affecting bitcoin we look at two dating app data breaches which unfortunately happened in this week with valentine's day we look at a data breach on the popular uk site mumsnet we look at a data breach in a popular fitness app, MyFitnessPal. 
we couldn't go a week without mentioning Facebook. And so we talk about their negotiations that they're having with the Federal Trade Commission, which can potentially see them having a fine of over $1 billion in the next few weeks. And then finally this week, we look at two other data breaches, one involving the photo site 500px and the other involving a Chinese technology firm who provide facial recognition via CCTV. And that article in particular is worth listening to because there are some scary, I think, trends there in the data that's being stolen and what potentially uh, could be being done with that data. So make no apologies for having a whole episode dedicated to data breaches because there have been just so many to talk about. But I hope you enjoyed the show. And thank you for listening to the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So we're six weeks into 2019 and already there have been data breaches which have accounted for 600 million, that's 600 million account details from 16 different websites that we're aware of. The websites in question are Dubsmash, MyFitnessPal, MyHeritage, ShareThis, HortLook, Animoto, IM, HFit, White Pages, Photolog, 500px, Armour Games, Bookmate, Coffee Meets Bagel, Artsy, and Data Camp. So quite a number of sites there, um, which have already been affected, and we're only six weeks into the year. So it goes to show that although GDPR is obviously a really useful tool and it's of course the law that everybody in Europe should be complying with it. There's still opportunities for data to be breached either deliberately through malicious action or accidentally by an employee mistake or coding mistake or or, or some other software ever. Um, so we're going to concentrate this episode in looking into some data breaches and just seeing what sort of things have happened and what lessons, if any, we can learn. Perhaps the first lesson to be learned is that it is becoming increasingly wise to implement two-factor authentication across your websites, whether that's a code which you send out just to a mobile phone by SMS, whether it's a code you send by email, or whether it's making use of a third-party application like Authy. And uh, over the next few weeks, we'll look at each of those options and have some discussion on the pros and cons of each way of doing two-factor authentication. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. 
a large data breach to be announced this week was from the Israel-based crypto brokerage CoinMama. Uh, CoinMama is a, a brokerage which allows users to purchase Bitcoin and Ethereum using a credit card. Uh, unfortunately, CoinMama has uh, suffered a major data breach affecting 450,000 of its users. The incident was disclosed by the company officially on February the 15th. The breach is believed to be part of a mammoth multi-platform hack affecting a number of companies and a massive total of 747 million records, amongst them gaming, travel booking and streaming sites. So I suspect there will be some sites over the next week or so who will release details of breaches that they've had, which we don't yet know are available and not in the public domain. Um, Coin Mama says that a list of around 450,000 email addresses and hash passwords of users who registered on its platform before August 5th, 2017 have been posted on a dark web registry, i.e. they've been made available for sale on the dark web, the criminal web. Um, now it's interesting, of course, that these date back from before when GDPR came into force um, for the actual data, but the data breach didn't happen until after GDPR came into force, so GDPR will apply even though it's old data. Um, CoinMama says it's notified all the affected users and it says that its response team is requiring all potentially affected users to reset their passwords when they now log into CoinMama, as well as monitoring its array of systems for suspicious activity or any unauthorized access. CoinMama says it's working to enhance its safeguards and track any external signals that compromised data is being used by criminal gangs in any way. Aside from the new password requirements, the site requests all users to ensure their passwords are robust and unique. And of course, that's good, good practice wherever you are to try and make sure that you use a different password across different sites. Don't use the same password everywhere you go because if one gets hacked, hey, suddenly these uh, criminals have got access to data of yours all over the place. Uh, it also advises its users that they should avoid opening emails or attachments from senders unless they're certain that it is from CoinMama and to avoid providing any personal data to any third-party sites. It's the uh, second high-profile uh, data breach within the Bitcoin industry this year. Uh, a month ago, on January the 15th, tens of thousands of Ethereum wallets hosted by the New Zealand crypto exchange, Cryptopia, were hacked. And that's led to losses which are estimated to be worth up to $23 million. Because the breach happened and actually continued for a couple of weeks before it was detected. A recent report from a New York-based blockchain intelligence firm, uh, Chainalysis, estimated that there are probably two professionally organised hacking groups behind these latest hacks. 
and they are reported to have stolen $1 billion in cryptocurrency, accounting for the majority of funds lost in crypto-related scams so far this year. And so it goes to show that where, you know, not so long ago we were being told that uh, Bitcoin was the currency of the future and would become a proper currency and would become as safe to use as traditional banking and traditional, I'm tempted to say, real money. These latest data breaches show that obviously there is still some way to go before they achieve the level of security which most of us have come to expect from banking organisations. So we'll keep an eye on, on that one and uh, as we get more news on it we'll bring it to you in future episodes of the GDPR Weekly Show. Check us out on Facebook. Just a reminder that as well as the podcast we now have our own Facebook group. Please do pop along and see us there at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash groups slash gdpr weekly show that's always one word gdpr weekly show and uh, do please come and join the group and follow the discussions that are going on you're listening to the gdpr weekly show with your host keith budden Of course, it was Valentine's Day this week, and we hope you all had a uh, good Valentine's Day and got cards or presents from those that you love. Um, But it wasn't such a happy Valentine's Day for two dating apps. Uh, One was Coffee Meets Bagel, and the second was one called OJ Cupid. In both cases, data was stolen. In the case of the Toffee Meets Bagel um, hack, it was discovered just ahead of Valentine's Day on the 11th of February, but it wasn't released, details of it weren't released until uh, Valentine's Day itself, which was very unfortunate timing, of course, for a dating app. Um, as far as the company have been able to tell, there was uh, no malicious use of the data actually on the site itself, but they have the uh, data stolen has included usernames and passwords, email addresses and some personal data which has been entered into the app. And so people as usual have been advised to change their passwords, etc, etc. The data hasn't reshown itself yet. Uh, anywhere else so we're not quite sure what's happened to it who's taken it but doubtless that will be carried on in a few weeks time Um, and Toffee Meets Bagel took the decision to notify all of their users that they may have been affected and so there were some six million users that they uh, passed the information on to and said you may have been affected please change your password etc So that was one unfortunate episode on Valentine's week, day. But there was a second one. And the second one was with a different app called OkCupid. OkCupid's breach was potentially more serious because not only did the breach allow 
criminals to steal your credentials, your login, your password and details about you. But it also enabled them to pretend to be the man in the middle. So it meant that it was able to send uh, messages which to all intents and purposes appeared to be from you to people on the dating app who you were in contact with. And that obviously could be very, very embarrassing for anyone concerned. It's certainly very embarrassing for OkCupid. They say they've now fixed that problem and it won't happen again. But this is perhaps the first example we've had where it's not just a case of data being stolen. It's that data being used within that app itself to effectively take over control of the account. And as a result, OkCupid had to take the really strong step of, in the short term, locking everyone out of their accounts so that they could force people to re-enter details to come back into the app. And obviously no app wants to do that. Um, again, doubtless there'll be more on the OkCupid breach in the next few weeks. And as soon as we hear anything more on that, we will bring it to you, of course, in an upcoming episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. The popular UK parenting site, Mumsnet, uh, suffered a data breach last week and took the decision to report itself to the UK ICO, the UK Information Commissioner's Office. It said the problem occurred between the 5th and the 7th of February and accounts got mixed up if two users logged in at exactly the same time. The company have done some digging into the cause of this problem and have reversed out the code which was allowing that to happen. So the site is now back and being secure. Um, As far as Mumsnet have been able to determine, only 46 users were breached and no passwords are said to have been exposed. Mumsnet were alerted to the problem by their users and have said that those affected would have been able to see information including your email address, your account details, your posting history and any personal messages. Mumsnet have apologised for the breach and the ICO has said it is currently looking into the incident. Um, Given that the number of people were quite small and given that the problem was quickly resolved I think it's unlikely that the ICO will take any enforcement action in this case but we'll keep an eye on it just in case and if we do hear of any update on this from Mumsnet or from the ICO we will of course bring it to you in a future episode of the GDPR weekly show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Another app 
to suffer from a data breach was MyFitnessPal. Uh, it's not yet known how many records were stolen from MyFitnessPal in their data breach, but what is known is that the data stolen was fairly limited. It was the victim's username, their email address, their encrypted password, so it's unlikely that uh, the people stealing the data will be able to make use of the password, and in some case location and a few other personal details, but my fitness pal have been anxious to stress that no credit card or other financial information was taken. So we've talked today about a number of data breaches and MyFitnessPal being one of them, Coffee Meets Bagel being another, where the data has subsequently appeared for sale on the dark web, which is kind of what you'd expect. It's kind of where at the end of the day, uh, data is likely to end up in doing being passed from criminal hands to criminal hands and eventually being made use of, probably not by the people who originally stole the data. They were probably simply stolen it for money. Um, but regular listeners to the GDPR Weekly Show will remember a few episodes ago we spent a couple of episodes where we covered quite a lot about the large data breach at Equifax, which in total is thought to have compromised the data of about 147.9 million people. But the strange thing, if you like, about that data breach is that as far as everyone is able to establish, that data has never been offered for sale. So there are two thoughts about it now that either the people who stole it have decided it's too hot to handle and have just destroyed it or just sitting on it, or there is a store of thought, and it's all too easy, especially with noises coming out from the US these days, and particularly from Mr. Trump, the president, to get carried away on the idea of fake news. But a couple of American broadcasters are suggesting that possibly this data wasn't stolen by criminals per se, but was stolen by a nation state whether that be Russia, who would obviously be the number one thought if they were going to do it, or it could be China, or it could, it could be any other nation state, or who knows, you know, some other state body. But it is strange that having gone to all the trouble of stealing that amount of data, that there's no hint that that data has appeared anywhere since it was stolen. So it's a interesting track, 
and we'll keep a keen eye on that and if we have any news on it we'll bring it to you of course as soon as we as soon as we hear you're listening to the gdpr weekly show with your host keith budden It wouldn't be an episode of the GDPR Weekly Show without us mentioning Facebook at some point. And the news from the US this week is that Facebook and the Federal Trade Commission are believed to be in negotiations over a settlement that could result in a massive fine for Facebook for the Cambridge Analytica scandal and also for other data breaches. It's believed that the fine could be over $1 billion. And it would certainly be eye-watering and make some other companies sit up and take notice, I think. Again, this is still not known yet when the FTC, the... uh, Federal Trade Commission will actually come public and make the fine known to the outside world. But we expect it to be in the next few weeks, and as soon as we do get it, we will, of course, update you here on the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So two more data breaches to finish off our programme for this week. The first was from the photo sharing site 500px. 500px allows photographers to display and sell their work online. But it said this week that it had discovered a hack of its service from last summer, from the summer 2018, which they believed had allowed criminals to abscond with user data from 14.8 million accounts. The data believed to have been stolen are names, usernames, email addresses, passwords, but again, these had been hashed and encrypted, so it's unlikely the people with the data now will be able to unencrypt the passwords. So anyway, uh, they took the passwords plus details of birthdays, geographic location, and gender. And of course, those are all the sort of information which people need to be able to um, impersonate you on another site and so it is quite worrying the amount of data that's been stolen and though the breach took place last summer 500px say they didn't discover the issue until february the 8th and so they have subsequently reported it to the uh, relevant ico and again we will no doubt have updates on the investigation into the 500px data breach coming up in a future episode of the show. The final data breach, though, that we want to talk about this week is perhaps more worrying. The breach was from a Chinese company called SenseNets. SenseNet says it has the technology to track people across cities and pick specific faces out of crowds via pictures from CCTV. It inadvertently exposed more than 2.5 million facial recognition records 
to anyone with an internet connection this week. Now, it should be said that this wasn't a criminal data breach. It was a technical error on the part of the uh, company. But nonetheless, it's an awful lot of facial recognition records to be out there in the outside world. Uh, Victor Givers, a Dutch security researcher with the GDI Foundation, said he'd found the open unprotected database containing people's ID card numbers, their addresses, their birthdays and their locations, where they'd been spotted by the facial recognition system. Information that can be used for physical as well as cyber attacks because, of course, the people stealing this data actually know what you look like. 6.8 million people pass through the system every week. So, potentially, there could be more than 2.5 million records that are now out there in the public domain, effectively, because it's not known at all how many people will have picked up this file um, whilst it was open to anyone on the web. Uh, again, I suspect this is one that is really going to run and run because it brings a whole new angle into data breaches because I think this is the first data breach since GDPR came in that I can recall which has actually taken not only people's details but their facial image as well and so the two tied together potentially make people vulnerable and uh, so I suspect this is one which will be investigated in great depth and when we have any update we will of course bring it to you. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it entertaining. Please do let me know. Let me have your feedback by sending an email to podcast.insurity.co.uk. You can find out more about us at Insurity at www.insurity.co.uk. And I look forward to speaking to you again, same time, same place, next week. Have a good week, everybody, and remember to keep your data safe. Check us out on Facebook. The GDPR Weekly Show is an insurance production. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash insurity.